Welcome everyone to the premiere episode of Fun Uncle Presents Getting Color. Entirely wrestling based. So if you came over uh, from the regular Fun Uncle podcast uh, thinking this was just going to be a normal show. Sorry to disappoint. It's not. The regular mm. Fun Uncle Jazz is the three of us sitting around doing garage shit. This is for fucking wrestling yeah. fans, dude. We have a deep, deep, yes. deep, deep this love. This is why we started. This This is legit why we started. So yes. everything's opening back up. We had a couple opportunities to link up with a couple of buddies from FSW. And then dude, now, just stars of wrestling. Yeah. It's Las Vegas. That's where we're at. So They push out a lot of great talent. We're going to start doing what we're doing. What we plan to do this whole time. Right. Which is fucking wrestling. Yeah, FSW has pushed out a lot of great talent so far. Two, two mainstays. Oh, dude. If you've ever heard our two. old shit, not our old shit, but like the Fun Uncle podcast, right. Brian has said this before and dude disagrees greatly. And I think I might as well. As much as I want to put up mm-hmm. the good shit. What are we talking about? Kev? Oh, Killer Cross? I fucking love the guy. Yeah, but what are we talking about? They push out a bunch oh, of... Oh, they push out a bunch of... Uh, they got Killer Cross, but now he's going by Karen Cross. So he's an NXT champ. Uh, Chris Bay just... You know, we'll, we'll talk about all that stuff. We'll get, all about, we'll get into all that stuff later. Chris Bay just with Bullet stuff. Club. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Brian will talk about all three people that have, uh, have had a <laughs> modicum of success. Hey, that's a lot more. You know what? And especially in the amount of time, the time frame that it happened in, it's a lot more than what most companies have put out. Bro, it's not a criticism on fucking FSW by any means, bro. All you can do is put out the fucking... It's it's not a... If you build it, they will come. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Dana White said something interesting when... Jackson Winkle John and all these kind of gyms, you know, all these kind of gyms blow up for a piece of time. And everyone was talking about how, you know, and, you know, Greg Jackson's had a little bit of a little beef. Mm-hmm. He's had criticisms of Dana White. And when Dana fires back, he would say something along the lines of, you know, these coaches don't make these fighters. These fighters make these coaches. Right. And it's like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know which way, you know what I mean? I don't know which way it is. So to say that like FSW doesn't like produce talent, it's like, well, geez, like they who, put out a who lot. does talent produces talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's well, a weird I mean, space. A disco disco is is a is a trainer there. You know, uh, you got Simbody. Um, Simbody's awesome. Yeah, there, I mean, there, there's a little bit more stuff we can get into later. You know, we'll probably end up having Joe on the podcast. He can tell us more about it and everything than I can right now. Who's Joe? Joe DeFalco. He's he's the. Uh, one, he, he's the president and owner of FSW, Future Stars Wrestling. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll have him on. He'll, he'll, he'll definitely come on. He'll be more than happy to tell us everything. Yeah, their know. shows are the shit. Yeah, they, I mean, well, I mean, you know, when you look at, like, dude said earlier, you know, uh, a lot of the wrestlers are, you know, PWG-based wrestlers. A lot of them, like, when you look at the roster and, and the matches that they put on, you know, it's a lot of the same wrestlers. Well, that's what I noticed. Well, it's very I, good I didn't indie know much about, like, show. indie wrestling. I just got into, like, regular wrestling again and right. then went to PWG shows mm-hmm. and just thought that was, like, the most magical thing ever. And I just assumed. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, there's, there, how, how did they find this? eclectic combination of talent that just creates this well, see, magic every fucking month? I remember. Month. I, I but then, to, hold on. But then you see, sorry. like, fucking people... With the same, it's the same 10 fucking guys. It's the same 10 performers. Yeah. 
why isn't that show the same magic? So you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah, it's really that is weird. It was a trip to me. Well, see, because okay, well, I remember I went to a Ring of Honor show, and you know me, like how when I go to like local shows and stuff, like I'll just go up and talk to people. Like I, I just really don't have any fear. So I found out <laughs> I, uh, that the Ring of Honor president, I forgot his name at the time. I was like, hey, how do I get into this? What you know? What do I do? You know, blah blah blah. You know, I'll set up the ring. I'll do anything. Like, how do I get with you guys? Ring of Honor. And he was like, go contact Joe DeFelco. So whenever Ring of Honor, Impact, WWE, whenever they come and any of these companies, they when they're searching for talent and they come to Vegas, which a lot of wrestling shows come to Vegas, they go through FSW. Oh, yeah. I mean, Vegas has so, never been, like, too foreign to the game. I mean, maybe... 30, 40 years ago, it didn't have anything like the way that Southern California, Northern California, fucking Portland, like you hear about mm-hmm. all those stories, the territories. I don't think Vegas yeah. had any space. Vegas is but becoming that Buffalo, space right now. Remember what Buffalo fucking Bill? Yeah, bu- yeah Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. That, that was back in the early 90s, yeah, mid man, 90s. Yeah, that was a big deal. I met Yoko Snake Zuna. Pit. Snake yeah, Pit. Yoko had a play. Yeah, dude. I, I remember Vegas had like a little, but you know, when I was a kid, I, I didn't give a shit about any of that. Right. It was weird. Uh, yeah. I, I, want, I, wanted, I wanted WrestleMania. I wanted yeah. fucking SummerSlam. I didn't really give a shit. Now that I'm older and I have such an appreciation for how the business just is what it is, I like. I look at it like hip hop, you know, like when you're trying to look for the, main, the next big artist and you always want to be the dude to be like, I pointed, I, I found this guy first. <laughs> like nothing's better. You know than, what I mean? Yeah, and absolutely. that's what FSW is. That's what PWG is. That's what these indie shows are. That's yeah. That, yeah you get that's to what find I was just talent say. before they get big. What's better than that? And uh, you get to go enjoy wrestling live. That's the funnest. Yeah. That's the funnest. Live wrestling. It's like live hockey. It's like a lot of people don't have an appreciation for hockey. It's like you go to a live fucking hockey game. It's you'll you'll enjoy it. It's like oh, wrestling's fucking stupid. Go to a live show like an indie show or. Uh, just the you effort. Put it best. It's, it's nice. Explain how you explained to me about the rock star rock. Well, how's that a rock show? You put it best what, uh, like a PWG thing. Yeah. Just oh, well, that's specific for PWG though. Just because that vibe there was so gnarly. We've been into a lot of like different kind of crowds, a real like organic grassroots kind of. Whether it was like the techno kind of shit when we were coming up and going to those like raves, those industrial situations when we were kids, or indie backpack rap and seeing mm-hmm. our heroes at these little things. Like yeah. we've been in a lot of crowds where it felt special. You know what I mean? The it's, closest it's, it's, thing to PWG that I felt was when we went to that NXT show at the Palladium in Hollywood. That was fun. Yeah, absolutely. I remember you guys sending me pictures of that. It's it's really just a passion. Like how. It, it, how much passion can you fit into this square footage? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we don't know the math on it now, but, you know, how much passion, which is something that you can't, like, measure directly, but there's yeah. square footage. But there, that, is a, that is math that you can do. And when you squeeze enough passion into a small room... It's like seeing the fucking Sex Pistols back in the day. Before when it, they got You know famous. what I mean? Like back, right. back before the movement was on a bumper sticker. Yes. When it was just what it was. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we've been part of a couple. We've been lucky enough to be a part of a couple of those. And when, you, when it's happening, you don't know it. But then, right. you know, you get old and then you start seeing documentaries about it. And you're like, oh, I guess it was kind of special. Yeah. And I call, you know, well, we all call. Anybody who's ever been at a PWG show yeah. called is like, you know what? In about 10, 15 years, they're gonna. This is gonna be. They're gonna do documentaries about this place and how special the atmosphere was. Mm-hmm. And 
And you know what? Now with double or nothing coming to Vegas and being like having AEW be one of the main shows and have it be based pretty much in Vegas outside of Jacksonville, right? It's going to bring so much more attention to FSW. It's, I'm telling you, man. This is lightning in a bottle right now. FSW. I would like to I'm, think I'm, that I, there's like I'm a micro-macro situation with something like that. Um, well, you also have the biggest wrestling company in the world that's going to be out here next weekend. Yes. That's what I'm excited yeah. for. I mean, anytime wrestling blows up in a town, it blows up in a town. And oh, most it's gonna likely blow, it's it up reads here. up. Well, I mean, WWE, it, it, that, that, that spearheads the situation every single time. Do you know right. what I mean? Like... Well, yeah, but and see, but that's the good thing about AAW is it, it is it highlights indie wrestlers, you know, and and it gives them the opportunity to be able to go out and perform to help these little indie shows get a little bit more, you know, bang for their buck, I guess. Because before it was X WWE star, now on your on your ticket you can put current AEW star. You know, I definitely like the AEW approach to other organizations versus Vince's approach. Yeah, it's just a different way of going about business. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. You know, Tony will let you go, you know, go make extra money, you know, doing somebody <laughs> else's show. At the same time, you know, there's the risk of you getting injured involved, yeah. but at least he's giving you yeah. that opportunity. Where Vince is a little more, like... A bit more like, conservative yeah. in his mm-hmm. town. Like, like, no, yo, you're like, mine. I, I don't want you going out there getting hurt, because then I can't use you. Yeah. I'd rather, you know, you just well, stick around. I'm sure the AEW will have some of the bigger talent that they won't let go, like a Darby or an MJF. But, you know, like the... the yeah, I, I doubt there's any umbrella terms for how this whole works out. I'm sure every individual right. piece of talent has their own kind of situation mapped out. Or they don't. I don't fucking know. We're in a garage doing a podcast. <laughs> um, if, I'm, if I'm fucking Tony, I'm like... I'm telling Darby, like, stop doing the fucking ski videos. It's not being like the Jack... Like, like stop trying to kick it with Steve-O and do Jackass shit. Yeah. But or at, le- at least calm it down a little. I but just, see, but that's part. But that's part of his character, though. And I think that's what gets him a lot more of the babyface feel is because he does those little things. And if he doesn't, it, without him doing it, it kind of takes away from him the realness of him. You know, and it's kind of what we were talking about earlier. It's, a it, 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 it's funny, yeah. It really is. I was talking about uh, being a parent earlier, and how it's a funny little thing where if you know. If you're at some sort of like public park and there's this giant cliff that everybody's climbing up and all the kids are jumping up there and they're doing amazing. Your kid's going to be hailed as like this courageous, brave thing. And everyone's going to look at the parent and be like, wow, look at you. How did you just, what an amazing parent. But if your kid eats shit. And breaks its arm. Now you're like, mm-hmm. where were you? Yeah. What a shit parent. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to me, it's like, it's a weird you bit of to, like yeah, luck. You gotta take and that. Not luck, but it's hard to say. It's hard yeah. to say any sort of difference. Yeah. Ugh. Ow. So. What do we got? Fucking. Ah. The beautiful one. There you go, dude. Rest in peace to beautiful Bobby Eaton. Rest in peace. Who is by far one of the best in-ring talents I've ever seen. Uh, I know any uh, any younger listener who's listening to this has probably just had to see like you know clips and stuff on YouTube. But Midnight Express, shit. Midnight yeah. Express, you know, just beautiful right. Bobby on his own. Even when he was a uh, uh, Sir, uh, what was he? Sir Robert of Eaton. With when uh, he was running around with fucking Regal, <laughs> Regal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wall games, yeah. yeah, love it. But 
Yeah, he fucking just a. Uh, I mean, how old was he? Not that. I mean, it, did he? He was, was like was sixty, 60 something? something. Fuck yeah. these poor sons of bitches. Know, None of man. them get out. Or like uh, every everybody that's you know spoken about him since he's passed has had nothing but great things to say. That Owen Hart, and vibe. that's yeah, yeah. Owen Hart. Uh, uh, you don't get that that often with us. Yeah, with fucking people, bro. People buried with right. people. What yeah. a shame. Had a fucking cool finisher of the fucking Alabama Jam, which is the uh, leg drop off the top. You know, just uh, super fucking cool. Um, especially when you were younger, like seeing it, because he wasn't a small guy by any means. Big dude. So right. seeing a fucking dude come off the top like that, especially with the fucking leg drop, um, fucking awesome. Now, you um, know, I mean,. It's it's not fucked up, but I always thought it was so funny. I used to look at and this is this isn't just wrestling, but like old records and stuff. Like I used to look at guys from previous generations that were you know, what was his fuck what was Bobby Eaton's name? His real name? Was it his shoot name? No, no, yeah, no, no, his wrestling name. Beautiful Bobby Eaton. Beautiful. Do you think that man was beautiful? No. Exactly. And that's my fucking point. Okay. So now you He look wasn't at, even 80s beautiful. Bro, I look at fucking like Lionel Richie record things and be like, yo, man, bitches be throwing panties mm-hmm. on the stage for him. I'm like, that motherfucker got panties on the stage? So when I look at beautiful Bobby or, or what was the other fucking rock and roll express? Those guys with the mega heat or the mega faces, dude. Girls were throwing themselves all over the ring. I look at these guys and I'm like, fuck, what an easy... Easy generation to live in. Like, that guy, Bobby Eaton, is beautiful. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it used to fucking trip me out. And like I said, it's not a knock on Bobby. It's not a knock on any. But I look at all these 70s, 80s kind of like sex icons, and I'm like, dog, that guy was cleaning up? What the fuck? Wait, you got to fucking 70s. Rick James is a fucking legend? Like, I don't fucking get it. But uh, it's fucked up because when I heard the news of beautiful Bobby Eaton, my own personal fucking like clip was, yeah, he was one of the guys that made me think, well, they really didn't have like high standards for that kind of shit back in the day. Like, you know what I mean? Like to be considered like Zac Efron is a sexy fucking dude, bro. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, Brad that, Pitt. like, like those guys are fucking the, like, yeah. you look at him, you're like, yeah, that that's a, that's a good looking dude. When I look at Bobby Eaton, I'm like, yeah, beautiful doesn't come to fucking mind, bro. So it's, you know, I don't know. I don't want to shit on the man. Love is in ring shit. No, but that's a great, but that's there's a, just a weird generational American thing where like, you know what? It was easy to be hot in the fucking seventies. You know what's funny is like uh, the the wrestlers who, like their gimmick was, yeah, they were, like ravishing Rick Rude. Yeah, right. Like he'd come out, he'd take off the robe, mm-hmm. and Talk don't get me music. wrong. Like <laughs> as a guy, you want to look like ravishing Rick fucking Bro, Rude. Bro, it's an that, upper body yeah. business, dude. That guy's that rude. and like they'd always cut to the crowd, and there's always a chick like just swooning, yeah. like oh. oh. And, the, and it's like, and it's like you hear stories like Austin or Nash tell stories about Rude, and he was like, he was fucking clean cut Christian, yeah, and like didn't like you swearing in the car. Yeah, when he's yeah, around. you hear those stories all yeah. the time. Fucking Stone Cold said like Jesus Christ in the car one time, and Rick stopped the fucking car and was like, hey man, not in this ride. Like what? Yeah, yeah you did not so see Rick crazy being something like that. Uh, you always hear the same that adjectives for that man. Fucking a man's man. Didn't take shit, you know, good guy. Like, that's all, in my opinion, that's all you want. If, you know, he's passed, obviously, and one day I'm going to eat shit. Hopefully the people that knew me a decent amount will be like, I was a good fucking dude. What else do you you want? 
Do you know what I mean? Like, what else is there? Fucking hell. That's crazy. But yeah, yeah, fucking Bobby Eaton. Beautiful Bobby Eaton. Is that what we're talking about? Really? That guy's beautiful? All right, shit. But rest in peace. Fantastic wrestler. Fucking monster. In the ring, like, very few could fucking touch him. From that lariat age where motherfuckers clotheslined. Right, son. fucking Stan Hansen taking people's <laughs> right? heads off. Ah. Fools be dying from the clothesline back in them days. Yeah. You know Love who's it. not so beautiful? Tell me. Who is that? Baron Corbin these days. Oh my God. Can we take a second and talk about how amazing this I movie? hated Baron Corbin all the way up until now. Let me just get that out. Love I was it. not. Why? I was. I, I don't. There was just something about him. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I just didn't like. It, it it was it was it was a go away heat for me with Corbin. The same okay. reason I don't like Cross. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just I just there's I don't he get just it. Just comes on, and you're like, ugh, fine. It's just something like that. Um, yeah, but now, bro. Oh yeah, and you were telling me um about what you he, he Corbin he just did what he what did he he did an interview. What Corbin? Yeah, didn't he? What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? Didn't he just do a podcast? Oh, oh, Pat, right? Yeah, he was on he was on Pat McAfee's show about a month ago, maybe a little yeah. more. Um when they were still doing shows in uh in Tampa, um Pat was renting out a house that he would uh fly down to like every Thursday night so he could be there for SmackDown on Friday. And Corbin lives in Tampa and and, and him and Pat used to be teammates. Oh, when? I didn't know that. Pro? Yeah. No the, shit. Yeah, on the on the Colts for a bit. Fuck me. Um wow. And um they have a a fucking fantastic chemistry. But um I got to watch that. Pat seems easy to fucking roll with, dude. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? Like if you take it halfway seriously and you're mindful of what the agenda is and, you know, he lays out what we're doing, like he seems like a pretty easy dude yeah, to Yeah, and like uh, and Corbin pretty was big on fan there. Of Pat. He's pretty sick. Corbin was on there for like a good 2 hours. Wow. And was just like just seemed like a time. guy that you wanted to have a fucking, you know, like grill a steak with, have a beer All with. All you want, yeah. Yeah, Talk I see him on Instagram. I don't yeah. give a fuck Cutting about tattoos. I don't have list. one tattoo, but... I've heard I've seen all the Corey Gray. So you said, you, yeah, that's how he brought up because I was talking about how fucking I want to like. It seemed I related him to a, a Dean Malenko, where you hear about how all his backstage charisma. But then I, re, I was a huge Dean Malenko fan, but I wasn't like a Dean Malenko fan the same way I love Stone Cold. You know what I mean? Right. And, and you hear about Dean was just, you know, you, you watch his gimmick and it just wasn't as like, oh shit. It's kind of like what a Brian Cage it. is right now, almost. Like a Brian I Cage. could see, I, I, I could see a bit of that. But yeah, that's comparison. how Corbin was. But you were saying, but you you were saying, what what didn't he have like other backgrounds and like real? Yeah, he's got like, a, he's got a legit oh, background. Corbin can kick a real man's ass, yeah, bro. Like that some, fool's not a joke. Like no gi jitsu. He's golden a golden gloves. gloves champion. Damn. Like, like don't get me wrong. Like if somebody fucked with Corbin in a bar, good he'd fuck somebody. Luck. Up. Yeah, bro. He's a big dude. He's a big dude in general. Yeah. He's uh, tall. Yeah, he's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, God damn. Yeah, but the reason... My bad. The reason we fucking brought him up, uh, they just showed me the new little... What is it? A little segment? <laughs> yeah, his new little bullshit? With his fucking... Dude, here's, so, what, here's what's fucking funny about it, dude. Because when he had his long hair, we were longtime fucking WWE fans, and we've been watching NXT pretty religiously, you know... Since the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So, well, dude, for sure. Since yeah, 2015, dude. when he moved in with us, and I started this renaissance of fucking pro wrestling in my house. 
Corbin, well, that was a couple generations later, but when Corbin showed up at the NXT thing, we were like, shave your fucking head. You're obviously going by. You know what I mean? We had like a couple like yeah. uh, mild criticisms. And now it's just so funny that the kind of things that we like kind of shit on him for. Is that who he is He's now. embracing now. You yeah. saw him with like the overgrown fucking little ball. He's got pot. the beard. He got mustard stains on his Dude, shirt. The, He's not getting letting. They're not letting him backstage. It's doing good. He's committed. I mean, it's doing good in my eyes. What I saw, what you guys showed me, I'm so happy with that. Oh, man. Dude. He's it's committing great, to it. He's it, like currently just has like a down on his luck type gimmick Ugh. where he I, lost his king's crown to right. nakamura and ever since he lost the crown he just hasn't been able to get his shit together i just hope he does like an mjf and carries that all over into like real life things just for at least just for now for this gimmick you know like going on like kind of like begging people you know like well they, know. they do like off-camera stuff like uh Lindsay Dorado uh, tweeted out, like, I just caught Baron Corbin trying to steal my wallet. <laughs> Fuck, that's yes, funny. Like dude. little tweets like that. Good for right. them. Yeah. And you know what? That's something that WWE, life. I think I, I think in the beginning, at least with, uh, like, the Elite show on YouTube, like, they yeah. did stuff like that's that. Like, one WWE thing, could take a little bit of that. Yeah. Like, that's one thing AEW does a lot better than WWE is they play off of real-life events. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like I, they actually I, have real tweets. And they I have, think they've kind of fallen I think off of that recently. WWE but is starting to bring it back now a little bit, I think. Well, you and know that what? will be scary when they do, if they do. It's just, it's bigger shit. They, you know, they post a thing on fucking YouTube every, like, two weeks, it seems, where it's yeah. like, thanks to our 100 billion followers. It's like, jeez, more yeah. than fucking NBA. It's like, they, they, they oh, triple I have up this theory. all the shit combined. It's I crazy. I have this theory, and I don't want to bring it up right now, but I have a theory that just Vince did. McMahon, no, I'll, it'll be later, but I, Vince McMahon and Tony Khan are working together. Oh, and fuck we can talk about that later, but Not right Hell, now. Bro. Not right now. But <sighs> Brian, this isn't on the board. You when, can't when, do this. When, when I mention it, <laughs> trust me, I just, thought, I just thought of that. I had to say it. You can cut it out if you want. It'd probably end up getting cut out. Trust me, says every <laughs> fucking conspiracy theorist. Because <laughs> I, I know a guy who knows a guy who saw yeah, a video on like, YouTube. And then he said. And it makes perfect it, oh, yeah, Tony and Vince in cahoots. Okay. So, nah. Well, Brian's obviously, you know, I, we're just all assuming that everybody who listens to our Fun Uncle podcast is mm. dialing into this podcast where you kind of yeah, get our dynamic. Yeah. But uh, our Fun Uncle podcast, oddly enough, no one likes when we talk wrestling, and this is the whole reason why we started this fucking thing. So now we're doing a primarily wrestling-based joint. You don't and, like us uh, talking wrestling? Fuck it. We made another show. Yeah, yeah right. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. You know what? That's some fucking Steve Rocco shit. They wouldn't let him put his ad in Transworld. He started his own fucking magazine, and if you've ever opened up an episode or a magazine of Big Brother, that's how that happened. Boom. Love it. Anybody who's a fucking fan of the Fun Uncle podcast, we just want to let you know that Fun Uncle exists because of wrestling. Exactly. 100%. So, would, yeah. yeah, when you get on his first and tells you don't like it. Yeah, my point was that fucking, I assume everybody has heard a chunk of that right. content. And if you yeah. have, you know that fucking Brian's an AEW mark. Mm-hmm. Dude is a fucking smart mark yeah. who fucking knows all the shit. Like, I'm, I'm not, I am not joking. A legit walking, talking fucking librarian, or what, what was it? The internet, like yeah, what, what, oh yeah, dude. What's dude, like a fucking well, what, what's yeah. a what's a thing that just knows all sorts of shit? Like just a real like an AI. Google he, search. He, he's like an AI full of just wrestling knowledge. It's pretty gnarly, dude. It's yeah. pretty gnarly. So it's right. funny when you hear Brian, who's just like got this real fucking wide-eyed 
giggity attitude about uh-huh. AEW, and then Dude brings the you, grizzled vet comes Dude in and goes, you, you know why life. that's a bad idea? Yeah. <laughs> and that's a pretty standard thing that yeah. happens yeah. on our regular podcast yeah. when wrestling comes up. So you'll see that uh, Brian's a big AEW guy. Right. I'm critical of it. Dude's ultra critical of it. It's a fun thing. Yeah. Um, what's the best thing in AEW right now? The last thing I heard that, I mean, I'm not knee oh, deep yeah. in it. But I did hear of a match that makes me super fucking happy. And what is that? Super happy. So happy. Andrade versus. That will the bastard. That bro. will be a five star match. Doc, I'm. <sighs> okay, here's my question. If they had that in WWE, would you be as happy? Or, and also, not just would you be as happy, but do you think it would be as good? Yeah, because if I, it was an NXT, I, I, yes, I, I watched it. If it was an NXT, yes, yeah. But if it was on Raw, or SmackDown, yeah, you, a match you, is you a match is a match is a match. Yeah. Whether whether the fucking, I don't know, whether the promotion decided to frame it in the best possible way, that's up to promoters. That's up to the gimmick guy. Like that's up to those yeah. guys. But, but if you're NXT, talking about just in ring shit, bro, you put Andrade and Pac in a fucking ring anywhere on the planet, it's gonna be fucking. Dude. Not if they're on Raw or SmackDown. You're, Maybe okay, if it was why, a pay-per-view. Here's, That's so because weird. Here's, 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 here's limited, where you're wrong. Here, no, okay, here's where you're okay. wrong. Because you're thinking whatever brand that they're on changes their in-ring work. It ability. Yeah. It Not might, their ability. No, okay. So it might cut back on the time that they have. Right. But if somebody's going to book a fucking Andrade versus Pac match on SmackDown or Raw, it's going to be like, hey, guys, we need fucking 15 minutes. Like, I don't care if it's five. Yeah. Those two going five minutes is going to be the best fucking five minutes of television. You're right. Okay. I'll always check right. back with one You're thing right. that uh, Pac did back when he was in WWE. I mean, there was this time where, like, NXT, it's doing well right now, but I really think the rocket has slowed down. Does that make what do you sense? Mean? Like, well, I, I think that 2014 to 2000, maybe 19 was like a real like explosion yeah. of right. talent. Yes. They, they, they're really like going out and about. We would see Re, Regal at the PWG shows. You'd always hear there's, about all these guys reaching out. There's they were, too they much were on talent like for grab. one promotion, dude. There's way too much talent for one promotion. But keep going, sorry. I don't know. Yeah, you, you have Regal, Regal going, showing up at PWG, kind of poking his head out. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Andrade versus Pac. <laughs> but see, you also had the five, the um, MJF and Jericho. You got that going on. You got the... That, that doesn't excite me as much as Andrade versus Pac. Like, I don't care what they well, announce. Well, no, but they're building up, though. I don't care what they announce for the rest of the show. Nothing is going to be as, as good as Andrade versus You're Pac. You're right. You're right. I agree. But they also... <laughs> but, but they're doing a great job at utilizing time that they have on television to... Uh, promote a long to promote a match, which is the MJF and Jericho, which is actually they've been doing it for a year, but this is culminating to an end, and it's like MJF has already beat him. You know, he threw him off the cage. Yeah, that's how you book a storyline, right? And WWE, I don't see doing that much outside of NXT, so that's another good one that I think is going to be good because, you know, hey, I think it might be. Well, there's rumors saying CM Punk is going to be the last one, the fifth. Okay. Well, because, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be in Chicago. Who knows? Did Punk and fucking Jericho have any meaningful history that this no. will be building off of? Nope. No, it's, it's not going to happen. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just marking out about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very Brian. Marking out over AEW. And like I said, I'm critical of it because I want it to do well. But fuck, some of the stuff fucking is like, God damn it. 
make the girls train better. There's a couple of things. Yeah, yeah Pac was uh, <clears throat> just one of those guys that uh, we barely missed at PWG because there was a run that me and Brandon had. It was like a good two-year run where we went to – it started with Black Coal Sun. Ugh. And I think the last PWG show we went to was – together we, well, we went to was – it was right after fucking What's-His-Name died. Uh, it was, it was, it, there was a string of them. We went to Prince, then Lemmy, like that whole little era. Yeah. Um, yeah, we went to Prince, Lemmy. We missed a couple, and then we went to Game Over Man. That was the last one? Yeah. That was the last one you guys Fucking went to? hell. Yeah, it was funny because, like I said, he moved back in the house in uh, 2015, maybe? 14. 14, and we started watching wrestling again. And NXT's coming on, and Sami Zayn and all these guys are hitting the NXT scene off of the indie scene. And dude keeps telling me about this PW, this legendary live show. And PWG, where everybody that comes from PWG is on They're NXT all, now, right? They were all on Hall NXT. of Famers for sure. Yeah, that was the point. Is we were like, man, we barely missed all these fucking guys. And then I went a generation back from what we did see. Because what we did see, fuck it, you know, I'm always talking about woulda, coulda, shoulda. We barely missed Pac. We didn't see any Generico, who's Sami Zayn, you know, if you don't who, know. Who Steve. are some of the guys you did get to see, though? Well, that yeah, that, the fun part of the NXT shit is... Everybody who's been dominating fucking NXT the last five years came out of fucking PWG. From, you know, even before that, the guys that are on the main roster, the Ricochets, fucking Apollo Crews, they all had different names, so I have to, like, go back. I'm not too keen on it. So I'll either give you their WWE name or their their indie name. Like, we Mm -hmm. we got to see uh, Apollo Crews or UHA Nation. Mm. Um Blew my fucking mind, bro. Tommaso like, Ciampa. Uh, oh my god. Um, Johnny Gargano. Oh yeah, man. Adam Cole, Ricochet, Kyle O'Reilly. Yes. Um, Chris Hero. Oh, oh. Trevor Lee or Trevor Lee. Trevor Lee. Is, wait, who, who's Trevor Lee in a, a, a in NXT right Cameron now? Grimes. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Love that and guy. Then, and then the Brits started coming over. Will, oh. Will Ospreay. Yeah. Fucking Mark Andrews. Oh, bro. Pete Dunn. Dude. Uh, yeah. Uh, mustache Mountain. Who, uh, I, I saw, uh, what's his name, uh, win the title? Ah, uh, Zach you, Sabre Jr. Zach yeah, Sabre Jr. How the, the fuck did I forget his name? Yeah. The best fucking title run that I've ever, like, 40 years of watching wrestling. The best heel run. The best heel For run. Sure. Sabre turned heel. I no. remember when you guys, oh, no, 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 you're not talking no. about that? You're not no. talking about that? Roderick Strong. Man. He won the belt at the first fucking show we went to. Had it the whole time. The main event was Kyle O'Reilly against Ricochet, which was fucking fire. Kyle O'Reilly was the champion. He beats Ricochet in a fucking guerrilla warfare match. No, 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 no. no. It was a regular match, and then Roddy comes out talking, I want a guerrilla warfare match. This is basically a fucking false count anywhere, no disqualification. Like, the ring fucking post comes apart. The you know, and I hate all this ultra gimmicky shit. But when it's in a fucking American Legion hall in the middle of a hot fucking San Fernando Valley, it I have a little bit more love for it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. it just seems like yeah, it would break. 
when I'm watching WrestleMania and the fucking post breaks or like a fucking something comes undone, I'm like, oh, that's part of the show. Yeah. When, it, when it happens in some yeah. fucking Legion Hall, you're just like, well, you know what? That, that happens here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just, it, there's just a better uh, landscape for yeah. it. It's so good. Man, I miss that shit. Shitty yeah. little boots. Well, shitty right? little boots. Shitty little boots. Shitty. That's what they called Ronnie because of shitty little it, boots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so stupid. I hope oh. there's a wrestling fans that hear any of this right now, and they're like, yep. I remember. I love all of Shit that. shitty little boots. Indie fucking wrestling. We mentioned earlier that fucking FSW is a pretty big staple in yep. our home state town. Yeah, they got a couple new guys right now. A couple young guys. Um, Nick Xander. Uh, check out, he, he's a BC. He just started. We love him. I love this guy, man. He... he he, he just started about a year ago, he's like during dude. the pandemic. A year ago. Mm-hmm. And he's a fucking beast. Bro, he's fucking nasty. Well, anyway, he just had this uh, little uh, uh, beef. He, he's in a tag team called Heart and Solos with Chase Bell. And uh, Creature Feature, which is um, Adriel and Lazarus or whatever. So uh, they just lost because they broke. Uh, I guess Chase Bell, like he, he had a fucked up nose or something. And so uh, the manager, Primo Popo, hit him, broke, you know, hit his broken nose, got him in a roll up real quick and beat him. So they're in a little beef right now with that. And that's Nick Xander with Chase Bell and the Heart and Soulless. But for a single career right now, just last night or Saturday night, he uh, ended up beating uh, Cutthroat Cody. And, uh, and let me tell you something about Cutthroat Cody. Cutthroat Cody's a vet in FSW, all right? So for somebody that's only been putting in one year, to go in and beat a fucking vet like Cutthroat Cody. Cutthroat Cody's a trainer. See, because he, he trains at FSW. He trained Chris Bay. He trained uh, uh, Garen Cross. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he is FSW. So for the Knicks to come in and beat Cutthroat Cody, that is like... Pretty high opinion of the yes, kids. Yes. Cutthroat Cody, you know, he, you know he, he's actually going to be uh, with Funny Bone representing FSW. And he's gonna be fighting uh, Nick Gage and um, AJ Gray for against GCW. So yeah, because cut, Cutthroat. See, that's a, I kind of like fucking how AEW doesn't have a problem like reaching into the shit because mm-hmm. it gives these kind of guys a little bit of taste. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're doing work against guys that are on TNT once a week or mm-hmm. on Dark. You know what I mean? Like that. That I I really I really like that. I, yeah, I enjoy so, that. Yeah. So Nick Xander, uh, Cutthroat Cody. You know, like I said, he's he's a vet, dude. He, he's a trainer. Um, There's a, there, the GCW versus FSW, which right. when I was a kid, I fucking loved when like Japanese. Remember when like WCW shows would have like Jap- or here a good example even for like young younger Nitro fans was Ultimo Dragon. Remember how they like produced him how they showed up he would come over like he was like the fucking king of the world he'd have seven belts and he'd fight different cruiserweights and all that kind of shit i love that kind of shit any sort of like inner promotional stuff i really like that just i mean for all levels of it i really like just as a fan of wrestling watching how the talent does just because you know the theater of it i really Mm -hmm. enjoy but it's always interesting as like a, a base business kind of perspective to see how are they gonna book that because GCW right. got champions, FSW got champions. Like, yeah, who, I, you know how what you I mean. Like, who's I, going I, I over. like, you know, it, that's the thing about the wrestling business, dude. I really enjoy, like, every aspect, dude. The fucking the theater, watching guys mm-hmm. find their marks. They don't stutter step, 
Everything looks clean. It looks like a fucking fight, bro. You know what I mean? Like, a good fucking wrestling yeah. match is so good. Yeah. But then I'm also obsessed with the Wild West aspect of what the business is. And right. I really like this right. kind of GCW versus FSW. That is Interpromotional awesome. shit. When you have that kind of stuff, I love that, that kind of shit. Awesome. Who's on there that's like... You know that that has got a little. Chris Bay. Of, Chris Bay's gonna be there. Chris, Chris Bay. Chris Bay's hey, gonna be there. He's, yeah. he's he just got. He just got. Yeah. He's That's a, a big deal. The for newest member some of, of this the indie shit. Yeah, he's the newest member of the Bullet Club. Uh, he uh, he's working uh, with Impact right now. Mm-hmm. Um, doing well for himself. Like that's a that's a Fair. very very talented kid. Bull Club's still a fucking thing, dog. Like yeah. if you yeah. can put that shirt on for a summer, dog, it ain't it ain't a bad thing for your career. So is he the fucking GCW or the FSW? He's FSW. Size? He came from he. It, I don't know his whole background story, but I know I, I don't think he's from Vegas. I think he's from the like motherfuckers in the club. So he's Michigan doing something or, right. I think right. He's from Detroit, maybe. But yeah, he and came to Vegas. And it's gonna be really? a, it's gonna be a very very big show uh, happening August twenty first at twelve p.m. It's part of the SummerSlam. FSW versus GCW. Woo! Representing GCW. Uh, is going to be Nick Gage, Effie Lives, Jordan Oliver, uh, Starboy Charlie. He's he's the one that's fighting um, Chris Bay, I think. AJ Gray and Jimmy Lloyd, representing our hometown FSW, dashing Chris Bay. <laughs> yes. Jay Vidal, Funny Beast. Bone, Ice Williams, Remy Marcel, and Cutthroat Cody. Yep. You know it's going to be it's going to be. Dope card. Yeah. You know, indie shows are always fun. And when you have two promotions uh, like GCW and FSW working together, you know. You know you're going to get a good product. Yeah. We Especially during yeah, SummerSlam it, weekend, too. Yeah. I was going to say, it's not on a fucking Wednesday afternoon right. at the fucking high school. It's like, the day of SummerSlam. Yeah, man. Like, anytime, if you've ever been to a city for any time, the WWE leads a fucking pay-per-view in a city and one of the marquee four. You know what I mean? A right. lot of the indie shows will kind of piggyback that weekend and create their own little scene. And, you know, this is, this is going to be part of that SummerSlam weekend scene. SummerSlam's in Vegas. This is a show in Vegas, interpromotional. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited for the fucking. It's one, it's one of the first shows. SummerSlam. Weekend, it's one of the baby. first shows the where live ones where people are gonna fucking be there. Yeah, it's one of the first Bro. shows at Allegiant. I mean, outside of what um, uh, uh, the country singer that came by, Garth Brooks. Garth Gar- Brooks, the country singer that came. <laughs> God by. damn. <laughs> You know that no uh, name Garth Brooks, yeah. right? That piece of that, shit that, that sells out so stadiums funny. everywhere, <laughs> everywhere that, for yeah. decades. What a douche! I think that was the first show so far that um, has sold out or that had fans at Allegiant, and I think SummerSlam is going to be the second. That's allowing fans in Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. If you're if you're going to SummerSlam, uh, bring your mask because it is required. It is required, yes. Yeah, and and don't get and don't life. give them bullshit either. I mean, you yeah. know, because. If you don't want to wear your mask, don't wear your fucking mask. But if you go into a fucking business and they tell you to put on a fucking mask, just, just do it. Yeah, like if that's what it takes for you to enjoy the show, fucking do it. Just do it. You will get kicked out if you if you refuse. Also, to. Uh, while you're at FSW, GCW, wear your mask because it does say on the that door. That too, yes. Your mask is required. Yes. 
Hey, man, I'm not super fucking gnarly about any of that. I'm oh, like, wait, hold hey, on real quick. Stay away and fucking wash your hands. But that FSW fucking place, it's not like there's not the kind of space where you can just go. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. That's yeah. going to fuck up the whole room. Yes. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, you, you, know, w- you will get a record scratch if yeah, you cough. Be responsible, <laughs> yeah, dog. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody sneezes, you better be fucking prepared to have people look at you. Right. So you go to fswvegas.com for the tickets. It's probably it's probably going to end up being on Fight TV as well. So if yes, you, that one that show is on Fight TV. If you can't make it, FSW does such Vegas. a fucking good job, dude. I mean, it'll always have a special FSW and PWG is always going to have a space in my heart because just the reinvigoration of love for fucking professional wrestling that came with going to those PWG live shows. That's always going to be something pillar. In you know my appreciation for pro wrestling, FSW through that fucking Natural Born Killer show, oh, so impressed so with that fun. fucking show, man. That's yeah. So impressed. Hey, here, just a little context, dude. This fucking place doesn't hold more than what two hundred fucking at the fucking at most. The most. Yeah. At the most, and you know what they produced for this show? This is the before fucking Cross was part of NXT. He's part of the FSW program. They're having this Natural Born Killer show, which was kind of like a show. It was show. based off of. Cross, Killer Cross. Well, yeah, it, it was. They had. Oh, it was this, based off of Bloodsport. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, it's I mean, like a but Kumite it was Killer thing. Cross for the Natural Born Killers, Killer Killer Cross. Yeah, they had. Yeah, you know, like when they would do like a Stone Cold Survival Series. You right. know what I mean? Like Survivor Series, where it was kind of the title is linked into one of the superstars. Yeah. They did that for Cole or fucking Cross when he was running that whole little scene. He was the biggest draw for that, and he comes out in his match. He has his match, and then. Fucking, I want to say Dean Ambrose. Well, what's the most John well, Marks? Yeah, yeah well, what should I say? So the Marks don't get mad at me. Fucking nerds or nerds. <laughs> <laughs> as, as we're doing the show, marking out about shit. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, and this is in between, man. He hasn't signed to AEW. AEW wasn't even like a full form thing yet, right? And uh, he rushes from the back, dude, and fucking Cross put out a killer promo before it though, saying, "Oh man." Yeah, it was that that that's some crazy shit, dude. For a little yeah. like a little place like that to have, especially in your own backyard, it's like this is fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, nobody yeah, man. knew Moxie was gonna show up, and he just it it was just like what he did with Double or Nothing. But imagine uh, you you know that feeling you got when Moxley came to AEW. Remember that at Double or Nothing. Imagine that with only in a room full of only two hundred people. Yeah, that's what it was. You know yeah, I mean? that's a nice little it insight is. to what, like, every second of PWG shows felt like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was really, I was really impressed with FSW. And then, I mean, even more, uh, I didn't get a ton of time with him, but I got a little handshake and a piece of time with Joey. Fucking stand-up guy. Just the, whole, the whole scene just made yeah. me so happy. The line outside, mm-hmm. it's just everybody there has the passion. We're talking about passion versus square feet footage. And like that, that, well, he's room, a promoter. that room did the job. He's a promoter that, you know, you always have a lot of shit to talk about promoters most of the time. But Joe, there's not a lot of shit you can say about Joe. Like, you know what I mean? He's a stand-up guy. Yeah, I don't know any he, promoters. He's, a, like, he, he's the only one. Well, no, I mean, right. But I mean, when you hear stories and stuff, it's like I was mostly like, fuck the promoter and oh, stuff. Oh, you hear those old school right. fucking didn't pay me, that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, Joe's not that type of guy, you know? So... But speaking of future stars, Woo! did you guys catch Gable Stevenson's performance? Oh, I've heard in about Olympics? him. He won the gold medal at 
almost literally the last second by pulling off some fucking crazy Super shit. Super gnarly comeback. Yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. I, I, I kind of read about it, but... Do a little like do a little work on what he does. Get familiar with the landscape and the rules, and then watch his gold medal. Isn't he like Kurt Angle's like, wow. illegitimate son or something? No, oh. that, that's the <laughs> angle. <laughs> you fucking idiot! I don't. What, what was it? God damn it! I don't even remember his name. That <laughs> Jason poor bastard. Jordan. Yeah. Man. Gosh, I really enjoyed him. It's funny fucking... too because his tag team partner used to be Gable. Remember? And hit. Nah, anyway. Yeah, but Gable Stevens, <laughs> tell, tell me a little bit more, though, because I don't, I don't really know much about him. Well, he's a former uh, Pan American champion. Like I said, he just won the gold Fucking medal gold. at the Tokyo Games by beating Gino. He's got anything he wants ahead of him. Like, yeah, any it, direction dude, he wants he, to go in his career. Any of the, any, any, yeah, man. So you always heard back in the day, and this is on both sides, both things talking about WWE and UFC, you hear about these guys who dedicate their whole lives to amateur wrestling, and it's called amateur wrestling because you're not getting any fucking money, which includes right. Olympic level unless you get, you know, Nike cutting checks for mm-hmm. you. So these guys, girls, dedicate their whole lives to this, you know, wrestling, this Olympic amateur-style wrestling and once they reach this elite level, there's only so many like avenues they can go to professionally and traditionally, historically, it's always been WWE mm-hmm. or recently, you know, obviously more recently is taking a stab at mixed martial arts. And this fucking kid's got it all, man. He's you know he's not he's got all the he's got the pedigree obviously to beat ass in real life. So Does you know, he want to go to? Uh, he's a wrestling? fucking bit of a mark, bro. He fucking he apparently a he's yeah. a fucking Heyman guy. And you see how the fucking okay. the WWE guys are pumping him up when he was fucking Ooh. fighting. The fucking Triple H had his Triple H boner. <laughs> that fucking his tweet super fucking hard on the fucking no. Yeah, man. Uh, what was he talking about, dude? What? Fucking. He put, he, he, put, about this guy too? he put the stats out there. He's like, 10-point win, gold medal match coming up, legends falling, legends made, you know, Gable So Triple Stevenson H is tweeting about machine. him, and he, he's a Heyman guy. This guy's a Heyman guy. Oh, yeah, Triple, he, i seen pictures so of him and fucking him and Roman. He was at, like, oh, an NXT shit. show. You know how Uh-oh. they do when they all his show up. His brother, I think, is in NXT. Shut the Who? fuck I didn't know that. Yeah, his, his younger brother is in NXT, I believe. No way. That's... Yeah. I'm excited for him, man. I've seen clips with him fucking training with Brock. It's like, it's all the things. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, if you're going to put together the next generation of shit, what would it be? In anything, in UFC as well, by the way, we're huge fucking MMA fans. Like, Gable, Well, you guys are. I'm more of a boxing fan, but... Uh, <laughs> the kid, I digress. The, kid, the, yeah, the kid's got the fucking chops, man. He's fucking funny, too, man. He uh, There was a tweet while the Olympics were still cracking off. That fucking John Cruz guy, he's a writer for Flow Wrestling. He mm-hmm. tweeted something about Gable has a one in six chance of facing Gino or Gould and road to the Olympics. And the Gable guy fucking tweets back and he's like, no, they got a one in six chance of fucking facing me. Don't <laughs> get it twisted. <laughs> Yes, Bro. dude, that's good such a for fucking... you, dog. There's this analyst like, well, because the guys he was facing are like three-time champions, like they're high end. The pedigree's named. You know, he he he's in the lion's den. How old is Gabe? Gabe, real quick. He's like fucking twenty-one. Yeah, he's like fucking wow. kid, bro. All right, so he's one. It's exciting, yeah. And you know what? Just for the fucking general health, I think 
WWE is just funner. You know what I mean? And, and no, you, sorry. If you're gonna be a UFC, you can get you fucking not. Bro, Keep going. I just, I just, I, I don't see a comparison. If I'm getting offered up com- comparable contracts for UFC or WWE. You know what, though? As I'm saying this, I'm hearing the arguments. It's like, UFC, you fucking train for fucking a couple of months, and you have a fight, and you work, and you do that cycle maybe three times a year. That's so he, um, he just recently had an interaction with uh, John Jones on Twitter. Oh, no. Where John, no, it's not like that. Oh, okay. Where John was tweeting out, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Find your passion and go after it with all you got. So Gable Stevenson replied with, uh, you know, 100. Right. Yeah, the little red. Keeping it 100. Right. 100. So, uh, so Bones responded to that. If you're serious about MMA, hope you decide to train here in Albuquerque. Mm. To which Gable replied, message me. I want to come down and roll. Oh, shit. So does that mean that he could be, like, maybe the next Brock? I mean, yeah, there's categories that that makes sense, I mean, obviously. Why not, dude? It, I think he would be better fit with WWE than AEW. A, he's got... Tony's Listen, got no chance. Yeah, that, that guy's either yeah, going yeah. WWE or fucking UFC for he, sure. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is better fit for. He is more of a WWE guy, I think. Just with like the background. Well, they just have a bigger machine to process that kind yeah. of talent. What right. the fuck is Tony gonna do? Put him on fucking dark for fucking right. two years and hope he figures yeah. it out. Feed him to Kenny, yeah. or like, is he gonna sit in a room with yeah. Sean fucking Michaels and fucking figure yeah. out how yeah. to fucking put a promo together, dog? Right. Like, come on, and yeah. you know what I mean, right? But yeah, that's a uh, excited for the kid though. Somebody like has got like a. Fucking bright future ahead of himself, no yes, matter which direction Gable he decides Stevenson. to take it. Thank you for bringing that kid up. He's short, too. He's got like a Daniel Cormier. He's like, he's heavyweight, yeah. but he's a fucking short. He's a yeah. tiny guy. He's, yeah, he's, he's, not, not he's not huge. I think he's like six feet. Really? Yeah. It's not, it's not So gigantic. he would be more of an AEW guy. This fucking <laughs> dude. Okay, guys, if you're not familiar with anything yet, if you haven't noticed where this fucking well, NXT's guy cutting, leans. I mean, did you not... Yeah, anyway. What? So uh, there, there's a running joke going around that NXT is just cutting uh, short guys. Yeah, Brian, take your fucking vanilla midgets and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so NXT is getting pressure f- from Vince to be more like Vince? Yeah, right. I know. Hey, you know it, what? I mean, it's his company. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I might not agree with a lot of the shit, but, you know, it's it's very difficult for me to argue with a billionaire. Yeah, at the end of the day, what the billionaire wants, the billionaire will get. You know who is killing it in AEW right now? Is Dude's going to have something Malachi nice to say. <laughs> oh! <laughs> something good. Dude. So, I, I don't want to talk about <sighs> his feud with Cody because I could give two shits about Cody. I want to talk about his character work. Oh, second to none. When he first showed up, even in the, in that that promo that he did where he was in the mental hospital. Yes, before he, anybody knew where he, he was had going. the fucked up eye. Uh huh. Right. Because and it was Buddy a little. It was a little dark, like around his eye. Like he just looked like he had like dark circles, like around his fucking right eye. 
shows up for the first time in the AEW, kicks the fuck out of Arn Anderson and kicks the fuck out of Cody Rhodes. And it's still dark around his eye, but a little bit more. He's getting a little bigger. His second week, it spread a little bit. In the fucking match with Cody, was it last week? Uh, Yeah, two weeks ago. It's like spreading. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's just... Attention to detail. Attention to detail that not a lot of fucking people put into anymore. Have you heard his... Have you listened to his podcasts that he's done? No. Listen to him. Incredible. Malachi. You'll see where his head's at? Bro. It's one of the most genius people. Like, his tattoos mean shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, I mean, most of the time, that's how tattoos go. Yeah, that's pretty, when you're a drug addict, you won't, no, 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 no. Like, when you're a drug addict, bro, you just get tattoos. But this guy, like, gets tattoos and, like, has meaning behind it. Like, real, all, behind them all. Yeah. Like, people who aren't addicts do. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, he, nah, he, he's something. just really uh, but, fucking. He he's got a really, I don't clear authentic. idea. Well, yeah, it's authentic. If you ever knew anything about fucking Tommy End and what he was putting together, yeah. it's he, he's just really smart. I think he's really just navigated the fucking the corporate aspects of the you know the upper levels of the business. He did all his he did all his work as Tommy End on the Indies, and he had this fucking really occultish kind of fucking dark vibe. And then they kind of did, you know, in, and I thought NXT did great. That NXT fuck, did great. That song, yes. the fucking little weird, like, coffin lift up that he did during yeah. his entrance when it was on time with the yeah. music. Uh-huh. And they fucked that up sometimes, which is WWE weird. WWE fucked it up, though. Sometimes, dude. Yeah, it was real. Yeah, and then he, when no, he got... No, not just the entrance. Sorry. No, when he got called up, it was fucking... They kind of watered it down. It got a little weird. It just, it just wasn't as good. But then how he kind of parlayed... Those misgivings into the gimmick that we're talking about, the Malachi Black and the fucking... Uh, to me, it was real similar to how Moxley, when you can draw an easy analogy when Moxley's talking about being in prison, and you're like, he's talking about WWE. I hate fucking Brian's. I love it. When they I'm talk like, like that, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, you guys take this so fucking... Well, it's like he's, he was in a mental hospital. Like him and Buddy Yeah, Murphy you don't need to explain. Hospital. I totally understand what fake. it is. I know. But I love <laughs> well, it. no, no, no. I just, I, I, I just think shit. when people kind of draw too many lines, it's like, well, maybe, but probably not. But isn't that what everybody does with Bray Wyatt? Mm, isn't know. that why he's so over in WWE? Oh, no, but when you go out and you mention prisons and the stuff like you're locked in a prison, would you go to the AEW? No, not, that, that's not cool for me. I, we. What are you like, talking about? Well, no, dude. I'm just talking I'm about... I'm saying it's like the same thing. It's not. I'm, it's I'm, not. I'm, I'm, talking about how, I'm talking about how, in general... I'm talking about you, two different things. You can look no, it's at... it's the same thing. You can look at the Moxley, that initial promo, or that segment, or whatever the fuck, vignette that they showed, him breaking out, and right. you can just be like, hey, that's a guy who's struggling, or you can take it to the gimmick a little bit more literal. He's a guy who's breaking out of a thing, but Mark's fucking watch it and go, he's talking about WWE and hey, maybe he was taking a couple of shots at it. Maybe he wasn't. You fucking don't know. You don't know. We don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. But I see a similar analogy that you can draw when Aleister Black switched to Malachi Black and then you see that segment about the mental institution, how his WWE space his time there his season there could have been his 
mental hospital. Well, yeah, because, does that make sense? Do you do, know what do, I mean? Do, like, it's an easy draw. Do you know more about uh, who Malachi Black was before um, he entered WWE? Because I, I haven't got into that. Because he was Tommy in in the Indies, right? Yeah. But he had a little time where he was Malachi Black. No. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. He did. Oh, so damn. So, <laughs> so, so Excalibur just made that up. Because when he when he first made um, Excalibur's thing was when he first showed up was like, that's uh, Tommy End or whatever. Yep. And then he was like, no, that's Malachi Black. Yeah, that's hey. them switching names. Yeah, that's right, right. But 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 he would say. Uh, uh, that was just an introduction to the AEW yeah. audience. Like, that's yeah, continuity. but you might know him as Tommy End, but this is, this Malachi, is Malachi Black. Black but um, but he, he said, I had a few matches with Malachi. Yeah, because he needs to use that name. Yes. So, so that was just that was that's that was like a word. saying that's somebody a like I, 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 just had, doing I had matches okay. with Stone Cold, but it was when he was fucking stunning Steve. Oh, okay, I get that, I get it now. Okay, see, I thought he was talking about Malachi Black, no. not Tommy. Ann. Okay, no, Excalibur's got to do. You know, he works for fucking do, yeah. AEW. Yeah. yeah, so he's gonna bring up Tommy N to right. bring up any familiarity, yes. and then from now on, he's forever Malachi fucking Black, yeah. dude. You know what I mean, like. And it's AEW, and they got a loosey-goosey fucking idea of, like, you know, I, and, and when I say loosey-goosey, I'm not talking shit. I love that they, we talked about it earlier, how they let other talent go into different promotions, but you still got to keep it kind of Vince-ish, where it's like, yeah, Tommy End, but now, you know what mm. I mean? Like, here's Malachi Black, and that's how he's going to be presented from now on on Do that you, program. I, I always had, or in my head, I always, like, had comparisons to Luchasaurus with Undertaker, but... What the I, 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 fuck did you just? Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, j- j- just because there could have been a lot. Uh, I, I don't know. If, that, dude, if dude had any more booze in him right now, you're lucky he's had fucking weed tonight. Because if this fucking guy had any, if he had anything brown, you might have got thrown out of the fucking so, garage just now. That's so fucking funny. So hold on. You know what, Brian? I try to fucking. There, fu- there was a no, chance d- that no, 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 that no, no. Could I need to possible. dig into that. I need to. <laughs> So you see Luchasaurus and you're like, man, a lot of Mark Calloway there. Right. <laughs> I mean, fuck, okay. I'm trying well, to be your friend now here. Now that there's a Malachi Black coming, now it's just like, okay, well, damn, that Luchasaurus thought was a little out there. But do you see the comparisons? Do you think you could, like, compare a Malachi Black to, like, an Undertaker? Nope. I, You know what? I do only in the fact that I brought this up. I like a supernatural aspect to wrestling. And when I'm talking about WWE and the nostalgia that I get from the era that I was like, you know, a little kid through, there was like a supernatural element with fucking, Mm -hmm. you know, Mankind was a little fucking gnarly, Undertaker, obviously, there was Kane, like, there's a little bit of, you know, the lights move when he says, and the fire does what he says it does, and the lightning strikes and all that kind of shit, like, I really, really, really enjoy that, and, you know, I really thought that was... Uh, the Bray Wyatt Undertaker match. I thought that was going to be like a handing over of the torch. Me too. Of like, listen, yeah. you can't you can't saturate this supernatural space. Undertaker's mm-hmm. the one. Now the guy who's going to have control over all of this metaphysical, yeah. yeah, all this supernatural shit right. is going to be Bray. But they fucked that up too. I mean, and, I mean, he was that guy until they let him go, which is fucking bananas to me. Do you think? I don't know. So the, the, the thing with, uh, with Black is that it's not necessarily supernatural because he's not, right. he's not trying to insult your intelligence. Yes. He's being very smart. Like he's, he's using, you know, he'll get samples from like literature or yeah. just stories. Yep. He'll bring in elements of the occult. Yep. Like his entrance 
for his match with Cody, like that fucking that, that deer Mac. skull helmet <laughs> or whatever the fuck it was, was yeah. fucking sick. Amazing. And like it's that again, like the, the attention to detail to his character. Yeah. Where like if you if like if somebody just told you about this character and then you're like, now look, and you're, and you're like, that's exactly what I had in my head. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Malachi Black, I think, is he is probably the number one right now in AEW. I think he's above Kenny. I think he's above. In what way, though? Um, Just, like, character work-wise. And also, he can go in the ring, too, just overall. Overall. Because, like, Pac, he doesn't really have, like, uh, like character set, really. But he can go in the ring. So he's probably, Pac's number one in the ring. I think Pac's got a great character. It just doesn't have the pizzazz it's and not, the fucking, yeah. the, the, the flash. And like I said, this kind of goes back into the the supernatural. I mean, I like that Malachi Black. It's He's not he's not directly tapping into it like fucking Kane would change shit. Undertaker yeah. would change shit. Like he's saying it is a thing. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm part of it, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it's a little different. Yeah. It's a little Char- bit more approachable. Uh, Undertaker and Kane were like, they're in it. Malachi Black's like, here's how you I'm get playing in with it. it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, I'm playing it, with this stuff, right? It, character work, Malachi Black is hands down, I think, the best character in wrestling hands down right now. Um, And in ring work, dude, he's got to be top five. When there's somebody in there... Has Doodle know this? Has fucking Tommy N done any fucking Japan time? Good question. Yeah, yeah. I was um, gonna say I have a lot of I talk a lot of shit. Not, I'm real critical not with like New that. Japan or like any of the big ones, but like I know, I think he maybe has wrestled in all Japan. Um, I know. And shit. I yeah. know one of the reasons why he chose AEW is because you know there is that uh, invisible door. Is it or, invisible underwear? No, invisible door, forbidden or whatever, door, or whatever Tony calls it, forbidden door. Yeah, forbidden door. Yeah, he he might have the opportunity to, to go to Japan. Yeah, to go to New Japan, and that's like a goal he had because when he was younger, uh, living in the Netherlands, that's what it. That's was. what they got. Yeah, huh, he, like he wasn't. A Wait, WWE he's from the kid. Netherlands. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. I didn't. If know it was that. a real really? life kickboxing, yeah. he's, I didn't know that. Okay, he's a full blown wow. Danish fucking ass kicker. Oh <laughs> yes. Yeah, like he's he's fucking. So, so I seen him hit the fucking pads and shit, bro. He's legit, bro. So, so New Japan was their thing in the Netherlands. Yeah, that's that's what they got on TV. Okay, so that's what he watched as a kid. So that was like his WWE growing up. Yeah. Wow. You know, everybody. You know, we we like to ask the question, and we will at FSW. Everybody's got a fucking wrestling story, and his wrestling story starts with New Japan. What broke you in? What what made you go? This is magic that I want to hold on to forever. It's a real interesting question for anybody who takes professional <clears throat> wrestling real serious. Yeah, you all have that beginning story, everybody. What got you into it? All right. So we're going to get out of here. Um, <coughs> thanks for listening. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the premiere episode of Fun Local Presents Getting Color. All right. Thanks to all the marks yes. who love to get color. Mm-hmm. Come find us on the regular Fun Uncle Join if you want a couple hours of our bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs>